Hello, everybody. Wow. We are back. <laughs> we only release episodes once a year. It's exclusive. But Welcome uh, back. thanks for our listeners for coming back. You're, uh, you're going to find this <laughs> episode very interesting. We've uh, changed formats. We're now a ultra-conservative, hardcore right-wing conspiracy theory podcast. We'll only be talking about conspiracy theories that affect the, uh, the right-wing. So, Thurman, yes. you had a theory that uh, Obama and Hillary are aliens, and they're trying to turn everybody into frog people. Why don't you uh, talk uh, about that? No, it's, like, it's about black people. Oh, black, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're off the rails. <laughs> well, nobody listens to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cut to your 2036 presidential run. We found this podcast. That wasn't me. <laughs> Fake news. Uh, all right, so anybody's been listening to this, I've been, I've been ranting without you the past couple episodes, but... um. Thought we talk about the Avengers because it's coming out. It is. And, uh, it is the ultimate. It's supposed to be the ultimate Avengers superhero movie. And I'm not. I mean, I guess. I guess I'm slightly above average comic book person, but Sean is like super above average. So, what are you I trying wonder, to say? I actually, <laughs> I think you know more. You know way more. You think I'm a nerd? Comic books. Yep, that's what I'm saying. That's right. But uh, no, I, I actually have a lot of questions, which I'd love to ask you about, because uh, starting with this wave of comic book movies that have, I don't know, just kind of oversaturated the market. Like, I don't know, when did this all start? Because I feel like this, these comic book movies have just, you know, normal movies without dealing with people in capes are, are, out, are out there. But these movies have just, you know overflowed the marketplace like when did this all start take us back sean <laughs> let's go back to 1934 <laughs> no it's uh yeah sure why don't we start with superman the original uh in the 70s you know they they finally had a budget that could uh sustain a movie of uh special effects that could make superman realistic and that was the tagline for the movie you will believe a man can fly and for that time, uh, those special effects were pretty good. And so it, it really comes that, down to budget. Um, that was also the tagline for Chuchin Chong. <laughs> What's up, man? Flying. <laughs> Actually, Cheech was the uh, first one to quote use that phrase. Wait, so Superman was a hit, huge hit? Oh, yeah. So how come after that movie, I mean, was there like, how come, you know, other superhero movies didn't come out like, like Batman and, you know, well, all that Batman stuff? Batman like... came, so Superman was 77, uh, 78, I think. And then Batman was uh, 89. Uh, a lot of it has to do with legal stuff, uh, you know, planning with the studios and, uh, but still it just all comes down to budget and vision. Uh I don't think anybody thought uh, Tim Burton could pull off Batman, but 
you know, he made something original and unique that people still love. Uh, I wouldn't say it's actually that high of a budget. It's special effects weren't that amazing, but uh, just the vision of it was really good. But and as Batman. you can see, yeah, and Batman, but as you can see, there's a law of diminishing returns with these movies, with both Superman and Batman, where the sequels just did not live up to their originals. Uh, Story-wise, budget-wise, something just happens in the, maybe it's yeah, studio. Like, I, I was a kid when those movies came out, but like, I felt like those movies kind of sparked something. And then for a few years, these sequels came out and then these comic book movies disappeared. While today, yeah, these sequels come out, but they just keep coming. Like, it's not just one, I guess, IP. It's multiple characters coming at you every year. Yeah, and that's just because these are stories that are basically storyboarded for how many years the comic book has been out. If it's a classic character, they're going to have 30 years of storyboards, which means, you know, the comic panels. And... uh and stories and dialogue with characters that just has to be translated to the screen. If you take the latest superhero, uh, if you can call him a superhero, Hellboy, uh, that was a pretty decent hit when the first movie came out. Uh, and that's because of the vision of the director and uh, because of what he did with the budget, the special effects, the makeup, it was all amazing. Now, cut to Who's the director of the, the first Ki- it? Guillermo del Toro, who won the Oscar right. for Shape of Water. Um, cut to now, they, they did a remake of Hellboy with right. a different actor, different crew, different director. And apparently it was pretty bad and no one went to see it. So mm. even though if you've got a superhero, it still needs the right vision, the right budget, the right actors, everything for everything to go right. And that's what's amazing about these Marvel movies is that the guy in charge of it, Kevin Feige, has done all of that. He's found the right directors, the right stories, the right actors to... Who, who, who is Kevin Feige exactly? Like, what is his role? So he is the main producer of all of these Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. He's the one who started <laughs> off with finding... with start. So the story is Marvel, the comic book company, was going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. They needed to make money, so they were selling off their properties to to make movies uh, to other studios. They sold off Spider Man, Fantastic Four, X Men, and those movies came out by different studios with different degrees of success. So Kevin Feige, um, imagine part- he's like this like a sixty year old kid in the basement. <laughs> they put him in charge of everything. Like teenage boy, he was no, no. He was a he is a huge comic book fan. He started off on the X Men movies as a uh, junior producer, and I was just reading an interview with him today where he was saying, um, he was telling you know the head producers of X Men, look, actually, this is how Magneto would take apart a gun (laughs) in the comic books, and they'd be like, "Uh, yeah, we can't do that, so we're just going to do it our way, and he'd be Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, I can't wait to have a budget where I can do it my way. So uh, he eventually got to the point where he was working with the offshoot of uh, the Marvel's company uh, movie production. And so they said, let's start with the C-list comic book property, Iron Man. Who wasn't as huge as Spider-Man or the X-Men? And, you know, they took a leap. 
and they found the right director, John Favreau. They took a leap in hiring John, uh, I mean, Robert Downey Jr., who had lots of uh, problems beforehand, but was in a comeback. And they didn't even have a proper script. They were just shooting as they went along. So just for all those things to go right. What was the studio? Marvel started their own studio. So they put him in charge of mm-hmm. of the Marvel studio as the okay, and they and they had all the intellectual property because they owned it. Marvel. So they didn't. Yeah. So they didn't sell off. You know, Captain America. They didn't sell off Thor. That's why they were able to make those movies. But X Men's part of a different studio. Fox had the rights for. Are you eating? <laughs> oh <Whoa>. God! <laughs> Fox had the rights. You lucky. This episode is brought to you by Lucky Charms. <laughs> Remember, kids, eat your Lucky Charms. Five bowls a day. Lucky Charms. So that's why X Men series has gone in the toilet and Marvel's well, keep, keeps coming. Well, X Men was the movie that kind of started everything off with superheroes because they were able to bring those mutant powers into real or, you know, put it on screen in a realistic way. I remember I saw the the X Men after First Class. I forget what the name of it was. And it was Apocalypse? like with, with yeah. It was like oh, no, no, Days of, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past was good. Sorry, that was good. Yeah. But the one right after that, or at in between, I don't know. The one, the one with Apocalypse was like, man, this sucks. I don't know who made this. Well, that's the difference between Marvel and the other studios. Kevin Feige has made sure that. When you get the director, they put their own unique spin on it, but it still looks like a Marvel movie, while the studios still go back to one director with a vision. So as Fox just let Brian Singer do his <laughs> thing for a few movies. I should bring back the guy who made the original Superman from 1978. Richard Donner. <laughs> that effect. Yeah. yeah. He's still a great director. Like green screens and everything like that, the way Superman flies. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the way Superman flies in those movies. It's still pretty good. No, but it's like the 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 way it looks. You're, you're thinking about the Spider-Man live-action TV show from the 1970s. That's that's oh, the, that was great. That's the aesthetic you're thinking about. Where so Sean sent me uh, a clip of like <laughs> the Spider-Man, and literally it's like it's like an Asian guy in a Spider-Man suit, like crawling around, jumping on tables and stuff. It's pretty funny. Basically, it's like, uh, instead of climbing on the wall, he's climbing a ladder. There was a Fantastic Four movie, too, right? In the 70s, or was that the 80s? That was the mid-80s. Not the new one. Yeah, I know. The, the I old, know. Old so, one. Richard Corman is a B-movie director. Uh, he had the rights for Fantastic Four for a long time. Right. And so, he had to make that movie in order to keep the rights. So, he just shot mm-hmm. it on the fly, low budget. There's actually a whole documentary about the making of it. So what happened with the Fantastic Four movies when they came out in the 2000s? You know what? I I still have a pretty good affection for the first one. Um, I thought they were okay made. You know, nothing amazing, but still pretty fun to watch. I think Fox owned those as well. And... Uh, Again, it just comes down to vision, you know? 
they had a very comedic tone, maybe not enough seriousness stuff. I, I didn't think their Dr. Doom was very good or very believable. But the, oh, they cast Jessica Alba, who was obviously just like hot property at the time. They're like, all right, we need to get guys in the seats. We need to cast this ultra hot girl with it. Right. But uh, otherwise, I thought, so actually the Captain America, Chris Evans, played Human Torch. And uh, <laughs> that just goes to show you how good of an actor he is. From I didn't even know that he played Human Torch, honestly. Yeah, so he, he played this young, cocky guy who turns into flames. And then from that, he becomes this dedicated soldier, uh, you know, who wants to uphold liberty and freedom. I actually like the Captain America series, uh, Winter Soldier. Like, those are some great movies. They are, yeah. Everybody says they're the best trilogy, actually. You would, yeah. you would think people would like Iron Man more, but they kind of dropped the ball on the trilogy. Yeah, honestly, I kind of fell off like the third Iron Man. I was like, whatever. Which is interesting because uh, there are so many interesting stories about Iron Man in the comics that they didn't pursue in the movies. Now Venom, that's the movie I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> the one true comic book movie. It's like a kid's movie. Venom's talking to the guy the entire time. He calls him a piece of... What is it? He calls him a pussy. <laughs> hey, you pussy. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. See, again, that's what happens when the studios are like, well, we know better than comic books. Hollywood ruins everything. I mean... It really does, man. They just put their stamp on it. and Well, I mean, it depends on who's in charge. Yeah, who's in charge? It changes every six months. Um, so, it's Avengers movie, so you got you have tickets? I do. Opening night tickets? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get it. It's for the next day at 12 p.m. Are you serious? You couldn't get it? No, opening when night, was Thursday, Thursday night. Sold out in Boston, everywhere? Yeah. Well. You know, the app crashed you... to get tickets. How are your seats for the next day? Uh, I think they're pretty good. I'm sitting on the lap of some fat guy. <laughs> are you going to dress up? <laughs> I'm going to dress up as all the characters. <laughs> good. I got a Captain America, America helmet, Iron Man glove. Thor hammer. I'm going to paint my face green. So for people who don't follow these movies as much, I mean, that that Avenger movie kind of wraps up everything into one, right? I mean, that's pretty much what it is. So what happens now after this movie's done? So they still have lots of other things going on. Um, so this is called uh, Phase 1 was the first Avengers movies. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Incredible Hulk. Phase two was the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Doctor Strange. Phase three was like uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Black Panther. So now they have a phase four going on. And uh, they're going to introduce the Eternals, which is a group of people who live in space. Just... <laughs> I think we heard these people, the Eternals. Yeah. It's like, was it a big, a big part of... Well... In the comics, uh, Thanos was an internal, but uh, 
he rejected his community and killed everybody. Or tried to kill everybody. <laughs> Wait, like the Watcher and stuff? No, no, that's separate. Okay. So you you so in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's these people called the Kree. These Kree experimented on humans, made them like gods, and then these gods became they call themselves the Eternals. They've got all these superpowers, and uh, they live in a a moon in in Saturn. Hmm. This was based on a true story. <laughs> got it. So this is a conspiracy theory podcast. No, well, I wonder how those are going to do because, well, then again, I was going to say, at least with these characters like Iron Man, Spider-Man, I mean, they're kind of like, you know, like the mainstream zeitgeist of like superheroes, but then you start throwing other like random people you've never heard of. But then oh, that's the honestly, thing. They, they came out with Guardians of the Galaxy. I wasn't aware of that. Apparently they were, when that first movie came out, they've had a comic book for at least, you know, 10 years. And uh, with all those same characters, and uh, I'd never heard of them, but because of the vision of James Gunn, he made all of those characters lovable, and you wanted to see him again. I did hear about the raccoon, though. Rocket? Yeah. I, thought I, I For some reason, I, that was in my childhood. I remember that raccoon. He was in... Uh, no, he wasn't. I was going to say he was in the original Infinity Gauntlet, but he wasn't. Was he in Spider-Man at some point, maybe? No, I don't know. Uh, no, no, you're thinking of Ro- Rocket Racer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you even knew that, Rocket Racer. That's who you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Well, then I didn't know him. <laughs> I'm getting confused with another super-powered raccoon. No, he's a black kid with the uh, rocket-powered skates. Okay. Did he, wear a, did he wore a raccoon mask? He wore a costume of golden red <laughs> okay good um no you know what it was i actually do remember this I mean, this is like a super nerdy there was like this comic book and it would like list everyone's like powers and stuff and like rate them <laughs> mm-hmm. you remember that mm-hmm. it was like it was like strength intelligence <laughs> like here's your SAT scores. It was like so stupid. <laughs> Iron Man got a perfect score. Thor got a seven hundred. No, do you remember this book? And then there's another comic book about all the people who died in the series, right? And and it was like like Porcupine, how he died, and you know, it was like a it's like reading like an obituary. Right. For like a, I think it was called the Marvel Playbook or something like that. Yeah, an official handbook or something. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty insane. Um, so how do you think this final movie is gonna hold up? <laughs> yeah, because they've already they had the screening yesterday, and all the critics are basically giving it the best score they can. They're saying it's oh, wow. it's a perfect ending to all these movies. Great emotional highs, made him laugh as well. They're saying there's nothing wrong with this movie. <laughs> the Academy Award goes to Thanos. <laughs> for playing Thanos. I think, I mean, they could be nominated for best movie. I don't know. So with, like, a... Lord, with Lord of the Rings, each movie was nominated for an Oscar. And 
finally the third one was won the Oscar for Return of the King. For best movie? Yeah. For best screenplay? Best movie. Oh, wow. I actually didn't see... I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. I've only seen six on YouTube. <laughs> You've seen about five movies. <laughs> Dude, seriously. I'm not even joking. Like, I don't know why. Even reading. Like, I like to read. I can't... I can't read those books. No, those I'm are... I'm not, like... That's a difficult read. It's difficult? Yeah. It's a whole... It's like a whole other language. Yeah, I, I just remember trying to read it once, and I, I couldn't... I just stopped reading. Like, I can't do this. That's why people love those movies. People love... I mean, I guess sci-fi is a huge thing. And, you know... <laughs> I heard I heard that guy, that guy lost a lot of weight. Uh, when, while he was directing that movie, like it almost killed him when he was filming. Peter it. Jackson. Yeah, I'm, uh, it was actually pretty healthy for him. He, like he had all the stress, so I think he was like a stress eater. Mm. So instead, he just like ate yogurt and fruits. <laughs> so, like, he lost a lot of weight. Oh, he became healthier. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So this movie, I'm assuming it's gonna make. It's the shit ton of money this weekend, and we're gonna expect it's already made more. It's already made a hundred million dollars in India for pre-ticket sales. Wow! So what happened with these actors? I mean, are all these guys piecing out after this? Or are they gonna keep? I uh, no idea. It's under wraps, no one knows what's happening to their characters. I think uh, Captain America is done, which is a shame because uh, there's definitely a couple movies, a couple more movies I like to see him do. Is Robert Downey Jr. really going to keep doing four Iron Man movies? I guess, I mean, I guess the money keeps coming in. Why not? Uh, we have a job. Like I said, it all comes down to this storyline. Maybe they all die. Wait, wasn't Black Panther nominated for something? Best movie. It won, right? <laughs> Did it win? win? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even follow this. I was just hanging out with this girl. She's an actress, and she was asking about the Oscars, and I was like, I don't watch the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't care about movies. Where I was like, oh, who won Best Picture? I feel like making a movie is everyone wins. If you, if you make a movie, you finish it. If the movie sucks, man, it's so hard just to finish it. So I never like bought into. So what are you trying to say? Everything's subjective. I'm trying to say. Right, right. But I mean, oh, there was an article. Okay, here's the name. So there's an article. I, I didn't prepare, but uh, so Harvey Weinstein. Whatever happened to that guy? Had this movie. So I, for, I forget what exact movie it was. I think it was when Saving Private yeah, Ryan Sh- came Sh- out Shakespeare or something. Love and, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he launched and every all the shit he, he did, a huge all the shit he did to make sure, yeah, yeah to make sure they yeah. won. It's just like, wow, the politics behind, you know, these awards. Yeah, sickening. yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, a lot of a lot of people have that consensus where, you know, just because it wins best picture doesn't mean it's the best picture. But I do think the ones that are nominated are probably some of the best. Um. Like, uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Infinity War because it's so rewatchable. Like, I've got two young nephews 
like five and ten, they uh, <laughs> we were on a family trip. That's the only movie I had on my iPad. We watched that movie like five times. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, oh, really? and it's like, wow. it's so entertaining, though. It's like, you could still watch it over and over. And that's, you know, a sign, I think, of a, of a great movie, you know, uh, compared to, you know, Shape of Water or something. <laughs> I don't think anybody's watching Shape of Water five times in one day. I've never heard of Shape of Water. Is that nominated for a movie? There's a movie called Shape of Water. Who's in it? I mean, we shouldn't talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got it. I got to know this. Like, who's who's in Shape of Water? Nobody famous. It's about. It's directed by Guillermo del Toro. Won best pack, best picture last year. Um, it's about a cleaning lady, mute cleaning lady who works in a secret government facility that's holding a fish man, and she falls in love with the fish man. Hmm. Sounds. Sounds amazing. I gotta, I gotta put that on my queue. Actually, you know, I'll, I'll tell you though, honestly. Uh, like I can, I can read scripts pretty well, but uh, when you watch stuff, it's like a different. Like, like I've, I've read a lot of pilots this past year. It's because I like to write still, and so I can like break it down analytically, like like what makes a good pilot, like all the you know all the check boxes of plot points, et cetera, et cetera. But then you just put you just put that TV show Barry on my radar, and I was watching that, and there's something more, I guess, visceral when you watch a TV series, and you just watch something, you can kind of look at it from another angle, you know, like how story works, which you can't get from reading, which, uh, right? I mean, you you're know. you're watching the final product, where you know the acting is there, editing is there, you know, all the other pieces are put together, well, you know. If you're reading a script, you're just reading one portion of it or seeing one portion of it, the puzzle. Um, with a show like Barry, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the script is great, but just because the characters are so, <laughs> the characters are pretty great and the lines are pretty great. Yeah, but honestly, if I were to read that Barry pilot, I would have been like, oh, this book's kind of slow. But honestly, the way they just, I mean, the way the actors such a great job, like you're actually kind of emotionally invested in like, you know, Barry's downfall in the beginning and like the, the, the world that he's in and the crazy acting world, like, you know, um, Henry Winkler, like they really, they really added a lot to that pilot, made it really good and made it really enjoyable to watch. So there's like this X factor when you watch things, which I forget about. Um, that's why, that's why I really feel like <clears throat> this is my theory. Like, Nobody can ever really predict what's going to be good or bad because there's like an X factor when you make it all where you just don't know how it's going to turn out, even if you have the perfect script or the worst script. Like sometimes you can, you know, shit just happens and it comes out good or bad. You just don't know at the end of the day. Right. And that's kind of why these uh, superhero movies should succeed, because like I said, you might have 30 to 40 years. fail. Well, if it fails, it's because of vision. You already have yeah. scripts upon scripts written about these characters. Um, mm. I think some, let's see, what are some interesting character changes from these Marvel movies? Uh, so, like, take something like Winter Soldier. Um, that was great because they just focused on the themes of kind of uh, trust, 
trust in the government or trust in this governmental agency that's supposed to protect you, but is actually part of this evil group. And also, you know, friendship and brotherhood. Steve finds out that his best friend has been turned into an assassin. So, yeah. And then this is this is all coming from the comic books. One thing they changed was that their uh, the bad guy played by Robert Redford. He wasn't this overarching villain. He was just some guy. Robert Redford's in the movie. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I. All those things are great. I, I really like that friendship storyline between Bucky and Captain America. Right. You know, even even in the Avengers movies, you know that storyline's still there. And so you, you, they kind of pull you in to these characters by having these little subplots in their characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's why Captain America is appealing to me. Also. It's the way, like, some of these fight sequences are pretty incredible. Like, dude, like, when he was, like, when he jumped out of that elevator, I forgot which, which movie that was yeah, exactly, but, like, he takes a shield and just jumps out. It's like, what the? Seriously? And he survives. and jumps, like, 40 well, floors or whatever. He crashes through the Captain window. America. It's not like it's a John McClane or something. Yeah. And that was real, I heard. What? That was completely real. Jumped out of a window using his his uh, vibranium. Is it vibranium? Is it vibranium or adamantium shield? Vibranium. Adamantium is okay. part of the uh, X Men, so they can't use it. No. Um. So I'm assuming this is going to be like the greatest day of your life. Yes. Friday. Mm-hmm. Like your birthday? Are you going to go by yourself? You have friends. Now on to the next topic. <laughs> nah, I mean, honestly, I'd go. I mean, I might see it by myself this weekend. Actually, there's no way I'm going to see it. <laughs> there's no possible way I'm going to get to see You would have to go to see that the movie. most remote town. Yeah. Probably four, no, hours, four right. hours away. You're going to have to go to, like, Mexico to watch the movie. That's the thing that sucks about living in L.A. Like, you really... One thing you can't really see movies like when they come out because they're just totally insane. Even like a, they're out like two weeks. It's still like packed on Friday, Saturday nights. So I mean, the great thing I don't have a day job, so I can go during the, the day. But it's still you could just go Monday afternoon. <laughs> the thing is, a lot of people are unemployed in LA. Like they're actors and all this shit. So it's like, if you go to a if you go to a Starbucks during the day in LA, it's packed on a Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. like. In New Hampshire, where I used to live, you go during the day, like nobody's there, but like people don't have normal jobs. Like, everyone's on this weird, these weird, you know, night jobs or their own schedule. So, you know, it is what it is. Maybe I'll just ask you what happens in it. Uh, and, you, <laughs> and you just transcribe, you just, you just, you just narrate the movie. I'll just act, the I'll just act, act it out for you on FaceTime. So you you know what's going to happen because you've read the movie. I, have they deviated at all? From what? The no, I I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> no one knows. But you read the series, though, right? Did you read the Infinity Gauntlet? I mean, yeah, but that's how can they change the ending? That because it's this is a totally different movie. So like they, they become friends with Thanos at the end. And they get like all like live yeah, in like Florida. They go to Applebee's. They hang out. <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey everybody! Thanos was good the whole time. Oh, 
He takes off a mask and it's Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'm curious. I'm really curious how. Well, I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna love it, but I'm really curious how it's gonna play out because I thought it, I thought it was gonna be like just like the comic book, which I did. I did read the Infinity Wars, so I thought maybe no, no, no. they just it would end they just the same use way. This, the name Infinity War. Okay. Because uh, was, wasn't there a scene where like Silver Surfer almost like grabs the right, right gauntlet right. off his hands? And you have a whole bunch of other characters that are not in these movies, so they have to do it a different way. And Captain Marvel is in this movie too, right? Yeah. She wasn't in the original. But Silver, and Silver Surfer is not is in this not. movie. So okay. let's just go down the list of all the people who's not, not in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. There's uh, the Punisher. He's not in this movie. Uh, there's uh, Cable. Wait, Punisher was in the Infinity Wars? I'm kidding. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I don't remember this guy. Yes, he, he, while, while everybody was fighting Thanos, he just walks up behind him and shoots him in the head. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, that that one fight scene, I mean, they got to keep that in there, right? Well, Remember, like, they're all fighting on a planet, and, like, there's, like, Thanos is, like... Well, they, that was basically the end of Infinity War. Hmm. Well, I'm curious. Did you see Infinity War? And nope, <laughs> can see it. Can see it. I just I just watch YouTube clips and I piece it together. <laughs> that's how I that's how I watch all movies on YouTube. I kind of just piece it together. <laughs> I make my own movies in my head. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's pretty much how I watch all entertainment through YouTube. Uh, all right. Well, that's pretty much all I got for Infinity War. Endgame. Um, do you want to plug anything? It's called Endgame. <laughs> oh, that's all I got for the Endgame. You want, you want to plug any any? <laughs> you want to plug your 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 movie theater that you I go want to, to? Plug my other podcast, <laughs> which is oh good. <laughs> it's called uh, Shooting the Other Shetty. It's hilarious. Uh, oh wait, oh, real yeah. quick. What's what's the next? Because usually they have like another comic book movie to look forward to, right? So, have they started promoting any other movies after this? Yeah, Spider Man. It's coming out this summer. Okay. Okay, so that's like the next huge temple movie that they're going to push after after this right. movie. Who's the main villain in that? Mysterio. Right. Actually, I have seen this. Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer to that. Actually, it looks pretty. I, I have been following, um, weirdly enough, the Spider-Man movies, um, <laughs> and I'm actually <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I know where you're going. No, I haven't followed no, the Spider-Man yeah, movies. <laughs> but I, I didn't like the I didn't like the first few with Tobey Maguire. I didn't like those movies at all. And then I saw the last two or three, and I was like, this is way better than yeah, I think the Tobey Maguire movies. Uh, the Tobey Maguire movies, those are three of those. Then they had Andrew Garfield, just two of those. And then they had Tom Holland, just one of those. And the last one was real good. The ones with Andrew Garfield right. were horrible, where they had Jimmy Fox as Electro. Right. I'm, compa- I'm comparing the Tobey Maguire to the uh, 
Tom Holland yeah. movies. I thought those were, I thought those were actually pretty entertaining. Right, right. The first Tobey Maguire. I mean, uh, everyone considers the first two Spider Mans as pretty good comic book movies. Mm. Well, there you have it. That's the uh, analysis Endgame and uh, Spider Man. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you like this podcast, please uh, subscribe or don't even because uh, you'll get you'll get a new podcast thing. next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. I got nothing else. All right. Well, thanks, John. Good talk. Uh, I see you later. Thank you.